evening, ladies. How are y'all doing? Great. Good. Good. You look gorgeous. Kylie's got a lip on tonight. I know. Just a little. Just a little something. Heard she has a hot date or something like that. Later tonight. (laughs) Ooh la la. Oh my Um, gosh. You guys want to know something real funny real quick about dates? Yeah. And ghosts? Yeah. I got in a heated debate with the first dater on ghosts. And he was so heated that I was like trying so hard to convince him ghosts were real. And like, he was wrong and he knew nothing about it. He was like, I have to go. (laughs) Wow. Well, it's not a match made in heaven, honey. So I said, I was like, well, now we know. That's all I have to say. You know what? My husband doesn't believe in ghosts and we don't love that, but he is who he is. So (laughs) this guy was real like fact based, which was unfortunate. You know, you gotta have I, hope he, I hope he listens to this. I hope so, too. And I'm like putting him on blast. I would say that I am usually very. I also based. bought a burger off that tab. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we I would say that in general, we are pretty facts based people. But yeah. like you cannot see the things that we've seen and and not believe in ghosts. I think it's one That's of those things where what I said. Once you have an experience, there's no denying it. So right. his day will come mm-hmm. and most if likely not, he's in the dark, sad for him. Sooner than he thinks. No. Oh. <laughs> she she's <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that means, but yeah, I'm tired of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. Okay, y'all, I have a quick correction from last week or two weeks ago, I guess, when we talked about the mediums at the seance. Uh Her name was not Autumn. That is my sister's name. So I don't know where that came from. Her name is Angel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's great, though. Both A names, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there was there was a medium in Salem named Autumn. So I think that's, uh, you know, just me getting confused. But yeah, what are you going to do? I also, y'all, I forgot to tell you this, but my niece calls me the other day. She's three um, on FaceTime. And the first thing she says is ghosts are real. And I said, what? And she oh was God. like, ghosts are real. And Good. then I asked my sister what all of that was about. And she was like, there are a lot of uh, ghosts hanging in the trees for Halloween. Like my dad decorated the house. <laughs> and oh. so now Stella is like, ghosts are real. They're here. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe she, you know. I thought she was calling to tell me about an experience. Right, that would have been. That was not the case. One day. She has had experiences. She's seen a gentleman at my house before, but, you know. That's her story to tell. That's her. That's her story to tell. We'll wait until (laughs) she's she's a little older and can consent to to be on the podcast. Anything spooky happening? I know Kylie has got a lot going on up in Salem right now, I'm sure. Yeah, every which way, something spooky. <laughs> mm. Lots of traffic, spooky you know. Times. Ugh, that is a haunting in itself. I don't mind the tourists. <laughs> I appreciate them because they share the same love of Salem that I do, so I get it. I just can't with the traffic. Ugh, well, thoughts and prayers. So. Can any of us with the traffic oh, God, ever? Yeah. I just got home l- last night from Mexico City, and you want to talk about traffic? Traffic. That oh, you is drove? Like, oh, I did not drive, but in, in Ubers, <laughs> it was like, oh, I wouldn't even dare drive in Mexico. I would have died. They have to. You have to be okay. such an aggressive driver there. Yeah. Couldn't do it. I didn't picture it. But oh, no, I feared for my life the whole time. So <laughs> but while I was there, so we talked about this many, many episodes ago when we talked about hauntings throughout Mexico. But we talked about the Island of the Dolls. Um, yes. I don't know if you guys remember this. Now, getting there is very hard. It's like a two hour trip each way from like central Mexico City and then it's a whole thing. But there is a recreation of it at Xochimilco in Mexico. And the boat owners there actually say that they see activity all around the canals and especially around that little recreation. So mm-hmm. just something spooky. But one of the boat owners said that he has seen a woman 
a ghostly woman wandering around the canals. So something, something's something's up. up. Something's up. So just a hot tip for anyone going to Mexico City. You want to go to Xochimilco because something's up there. I love it. A lady of the water. Well, you guys, we have a very, very exciting. Very exciting. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we do. We really do. do. Well, with that said, I think it's time to uh, to get spooky because we're the golden ghouls. Alyssa. Kylie. <laughs> Emily. And let's get spooky. Ooh. All right, y'all. Today we have lovely team members from Haunt Me. We've got Anna and Ty here with us. Y'all, welcome to the show. It's so lovely to have you. Thank you. Thank We're you excited to be us. here. Honored to be a uh, honorary ghoul today. Yes. yes. A gentle ghoul. I'm a gentle ghoul. I like that. I'll take <laughs> yes. that. Yes. <laughs> We've got ghoul friends and gentle ghouls. I dig it. They're beautiful. <laughs> well, y'all, we would love to hear a bit more about Haunt Me and what y'all do with your series. So whoever wants to take it away. Yeah, so I'll do that, Anna. I've got the spiel ready to go. Ooh, um, you are... nail it every time. <laughs> I try, I try. I'm the ad man here. Um, Love it. So we got to be when you're an independent series. You guys know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Haunt Me is a paranormal investigatory show, um, primarily focused on the adventures that our team has, um, spending one night in a notable haunted location primarily in Maine. Um, That was our goal when we started out eight years ago, and we've since left the state on numerous uh, accounts trying to just do some of the country's best and most haunted places as well. Um, But while doing that, what we try to do is we try to meld the history with the actual claims and activity into a place, um, and we give it a pre-rate score and then a post-rate score, um, kind of differentiating ourselves a little bit from other shows out there. Um, The pre-rate is because since we spend one night in a haunted location that could be several hundred years old, we, from the get-go, didn't think it was fair to say that this place is haunted or not based on that one night. Um, But then we average it with our score, what did happen to us that night. Um, And then we assign every location that we've been to um, a unique little rating of Haunt Me Approved 1 through 10, how haunted is this place? And that was kind of the the get-go for our show. So smart. I love that. So well, smart. You. Appreciate it. I want to go back to some of these places and give them a little plaque where it's just like, you said you were a 10, you're a four. They're 10s in our heart, Ty. That's all, all that tens. matters. Right. It's well, like some... Emily's date. Yeah. You said but, you were but... a 10, but you were a four. And you were a 10, you were a two. I've I feel... got some in my burn book, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Places yeah, I, that locked me in and treated me badly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in all of our years that we have just been reading about hauntings and then um, in some cases going to haunted locations, everyone claims to be the most haunted. And a lot of the times I have not found that to be true. So, Well, I think it's uh, it's interesting that you say that, too, because when we started out, we had that same mentality of like we wanted to go see the most haunted places. And over the past eight years of doing this, it's really changed from, in my mind at least, from what place can give us the highest, most extreme rating score to really rethinking the rating, what almost completely being like more activity angrier activity that doesn't mean it's more haunted or not what that means is that something there is making more of an effort to either connect or communicate with you so it's really you know started out as a gimmick for the show but it's really fine-tuned and changed the reason why we we do that now conversations Mm -hmm. are way more important to us than the extremities of uh of hauntings absolutely too we've like we've almost outgrown the rating system in a way because um it's not just like is it haunted or not it's you know how haunted by what 
and it's not always ghosts. So what does that look like? Does that have its own rating? You know, if you're dealing with cryptids or like, mm. you know, great mythological creatures that you didn't think existed, but might actually exist, you know, it's just um, really like we had a list and we've, or we had a box and we've exploded out of the box at this point, which is pretty I cool. Think- that's exactly true. That's why, so our current season, season eight, which is airing right now, um, is solely focused on the Hinsdale House in upstate New York. Yes. We spent uh, quite a bit of time there this time, um, did a ton of research, and the whole season is a step-by-step walk through what we did, why we did, and what happened. And because of that, like Anna said, uh, it didn't make sense, and it didn't feel right to rate that house based on on this adventure going back so we kind of did break the mold a little bit this year for people who do watch the show it's it looks completely different and uh that's something really exciting for all of us to kind of experience a new looking show that we've been on for so long that's awesome that's so exciting i feel like personally i i've always had a a big interest in the paranormal and then actually getting fully immersed in it the things that you learn that exist outside of what you thought was there. It's not just ghosts. I mean, mm-hmm. the things that my medium tells me about all of the elementals and things like that, that she sees, it's just, I feel like there's so much left to learn and I'm so excited that y'all are doing this work. I so, know. I mean, absolutely. absolutely. I think one of the first things that you learn once you, you know, stop watching the shows and stop just reading the books and start dipping your foot in is that ghost is a very, broad and almost lazy umbrella term Um, and it takes a while to kind of come to terms with that you know you have to unlearn almost of like a lot of what the vernacular of what you've been taught what it really means and when you're able to unlearn and this is probably truer in a lot of different places besides just paranormal uh, sciences but when you're able to unlearn that's when you're really able to start growing and getting in there um Stop caring about what you know A and E thinks about <laughs> <laughs> about your 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 investigations and the terminology that you're using. And really get to the goods of it. I bet you guys all figured that out real fast too. Yes, Absolutely. something we definitely learned. Well, so, when you guys started, you know, thinking just in the term ghost, well, you know, where where were you guys? Where did y'all's interests like spring? to like start this show together it actually started in a couple different phases i'll and i'll bring them up to speed to when we met the darling anna halloran oh, um, darling is not a word that's ever been used to describe me <laughs> I'm a, wow. we're the ghouls tonight i'm a gentle ghoul anna that's, uh, that's why i'm using better language well go um, on then sir <laughs> so uh, Hami started uh, when a couple of us graduated college into the worst economy that we've ever seen um, yep. since the Great Depression. I had nothing to do. I had a passion for the paranormal. Um, and some of my high school friends um, were in the same boat. One of them graduated from NYU with a very expensive degree that, you know, had a lot of training in um, and, and nowhere to put it at the time. And another one of our friends, super into the paranormal, knowing a lot of people who were also into it, said, we should start a show. And I actually poo-pooed it. I said, you know, I was like, how? How could you do something like that? That's not something that you know, people like us are able to do, but we teamed up with Nick Nordfors, um, who gave us like his editing genius. And we started putting episodes together. Um, we started to realize that we needed more and more people to be filming us. And it couldn't just be the skeleton crew using, uh, Toys R Us equipment, which was what (laughs) we did for season one. Spy kids kept us going. Um, (laughs) but as the equipment improved, we needed people to operate them. And that's how we found Anna and it's her story is way better than ours. So it's it's not that good. Um, so my husband, uh, was friends with Ash, one of the creators, um, and Ty's best friend. And, um, when we were like in that like pre-dating phase or whatever, you know, we're just like, we're going to do all the things together. (laughs) Um, I was, I was visiting a friend in England and we were chatting and I was like, okay, he's interested in the paranormal. I'm interested in the paranormal. Promise me we'll go on our first ghost uh, investigation together. And he was like, okay, come to find out. I get home from England and he went on an investigation with Haunt Me. 
Uh, <laughs> and I well, never, I, I never let him live it down. But I think to uh, make up for it, he was when I when I moved to Maine to be with him, he was like, "You got to meet these people. You're gonna love them." And he was right. I did, and they can't get rid of me now. So <laughs> um, basically, my husband and I were behind the cameras, and then when they needed an investigator, um, I basically jumped in front of the camera and said, "Here I am." I so. love that. So you've seen <laughs> it from both sides, behind and in front of the camera. You've got the yeah, the whole that. experience. It's really yeah, cool. it's a trip. It's a real trip. <laughs> she knows what's up. There's early episodes where it's funny because it'll be a shot of all of us investigators being very confused, and then from behind the camera, Anna just putting the puzzle pieces together for us. It like and so we always left that footage of Anna in when she solved a case, and so it kind of came down to the point, like she said, where when we needed another investigator, we're like, let's just rotate that camera around because Anna's already doing it anyway. So she's already the star. She <laughs> is. <laughs> I could Absolutely. could never not let the spotlight be on me. So exactly, <laughs> that's why those first three seasons are so dull, Anna. You uh, that. That's it. So I've been I've watched the um, first two episodes of the the Hinsdale House, and I just have to yeah. say the production value is amazing. Oh, <laughs> yes, it's like the you. first thing I noticed. I was like, dang, yeah. they're professional. Yeah. So <laughs> beautifully you. edited. It's incredible i'm just in awe of y'all honestly thank you uh ty ty was right like in the beginning like um it just started with him nick and ashley and then from there he just sort of like collected all these people with talent like our director of photography is like crazy talented and not like just videography like the photos he takes he plays the piano like uh, we've just managed to gather a group of wonderful people that just want to create something beautiful and there's something really magical about that i love that that's so awesome yeah, yeah. we so, love artists at work right yeah. right and it's but, nice to be able to like come together and support one another in one project and then you know when we do things outside you know we get to support each other there it just it feels great yes well, yes. even with you guys doing stuff like this, you know, it's artists supporting artists. And so right. it's really cool to see, even outside the paranormal, there's a larger community of independent creators that you can really lean on to. And that's like something special that I never really thought that I would stumble into in, in my, I guess, adulthood. I'm glad that I did. It's a wonderful community. It fights the man in a way that I really enjoy. So, <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> mm -hmm. Sticking it to the man every chance we get. You're Doing right. Cool. I love like the there's like a sense of camaraderie with, you know, fellow creators. We all just like understand each other. We you know, it's like if we were all to go out and grab beers right now, like I have no doubt we would have the best time. Like it's oh, just who, it's amazing. Just sharing <laughs> uh, uh, social algorithm tips, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we understand that when you have no budget, you need to play by the rules and the rules are always changing. So yes. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Always, always on our toes. Yes. Well, so outside of the show, I'm curious as to how each of your individual interests in the paranormal kind of started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you want me to go first, Ty? Uh, mine's honestly kind of boring comparatively. Like, I don't want to say boring and like neg myself, but <laughs> it's quick. Everyone wants me to, you know, like when you get asked that question, everyone wants that super like scarring scary story as a kid <laughs> i don't have that i do have some stuff that happened when i was little but nothing wild nothing compared to the anna's awesome story so in that way i'm, I'm gonna go first and say all right I, I had weird stuff happen to me as a kid that opened my mind to it you know um very strange uh experience on a field trip but it was really honestly being in high school and watching buffy the vampire slayer amen and thinking to myself <laughs> i want to do that <laughs> and that's really oh. what got me started reading books and understanding that some of the experiences that i did have as a kid were filtered you know and be more dramatic on buffy but there was actual legends and lore attached to these things and i kind of just went off on that path that way um, but I'll, I'll pass to Anna for a good one. <laughs> you you uh, are one of the most yeah, well-read no. people. <laughs> I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer is an excellent reason to get into something. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I, wanted, I loved, 
I love Giles and I wanted to be the watcher, you know, so I just started okay. growing my library. You can. I'm working on it. I'm working. You just gotta, I, I mean, Giles is great. I'm a Wesley fan, you know, I mean, are you going to be Wesley the demon hunter? <laughs> demon hunter? Thank you very much. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, my, my story is a little, uh, it is a little different. Um, I obviously grew up, I say obviously, but I mean, I'm sure uh, y'all experienced this too, is, you know, all the television shows, a haunting, ghost hunters, those were all on, on television. And I loved watching those, but they were just kind of like a, you know, like, um, they were like a fantasy, you know, it's not, ghost hunting's not real. You don't actually go out and do that. Um, so, you know, like I'm living my life, I'm in college. And uh, while I was in college, I developed a, a hefty case of uh, obsessive compulsive disorder which um, sort of mutated into this uh, uh, fun, not so fun, uh, religious uh, experience in a way that I was, every night I was convinced I was going to get possessed. And so it would be this, like, the circular, like, you know, blessing my room, blessing the house, saying these prayers, all, you know, all of this until finally I got my ass to therapy and (laughs) got that situated. (laughs) Um, but in a way like this, it really opened up my mind to um, other things. Like my therapist literally brought me to a um, magical practitioner shop. And like that was taboo for me and was, but opened, opened my mind up to that. And so like I practice magic now and um, being on this show has been a really great like cognitive behavioral therapy moment for me where I can constantly check myself and be like, hey, look literally been in the scariest place I've ever been and I'm not possessed yet. So, um, very good. Yeah. It's a trip, man. Brains are fun. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I also have, uh, been diagnosed with OCD. I was going to say my my childhood OCD was coming home from school every day and going onto message boards and reading people's, uh, stories about them having experiences with the paranormal so it, that for me started very early. That was one of my earliest OCDs. <laughs> it's, it's great to hear that, like, you know, you're not alone and that because it was it's scary in the moment, you know, and you can't get past it. And then the more I tell the story, the more I hear stories like yours. And it's it's so incredibly comforting. Yes, I had to do it every day. I had a notebook where I would write about the scariest things that I read. And uh, my parents were probably like, what? is going on with her but you know I made it and here I am so proud of you uh, we get through it we proud get of both of you thank you thank That's you awesome yeah it's it's um I'm proud of the journey yep. I'm proud of everybody who goes through it I'm proud of the people who like you know like I mean even the friends the adjacent friends you know Ty puts up with a lot from me this this there's a lot happening here you know so it's, it's all, it's, it's good. It's good stuff. Yes. And that's what friends are for, right? Indeed. That's <laughs> why we keep drag around these journeys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of your journeys, we would love to hear about some of your personal favorite investigations. Thus yes. Please. Oh, also with that said, somebody said something about mythical creatures. Has anybody ran into one? Or a cryptid? We've had such weird experiences um uh, ty can do we have like definitions of the creatures that we've like run into i don't think we can legitimately say they are like we have like what the native people of the area call them you know like puck wedgies or wendigos um elementals Mm -hmm. not so much a mythical creature as it is again something else but yeah elemental work was is foundational in, in a lot of the ghost hunting stuff that you do Mm. Um, I would love to run into like a Thunderbird or something like, you know, straight out of Harry Potter that like is undeniable. But when, when we run into like the cryptids or our case leaks into that, um, it's really more an indicator of something's not going according to ghost. Um, what is the anomaly there? And then when you check with like local cultural, uh, sources, you're like, okay, that was mischievous. It did this x y and z so it could have been a puck wedgie we did see those red lights you know they were leading us over towards the swamp just like they're supposed to okay that's you know like it mm. you kind of just piece the the 
the clues together to try to get there to be like, okay, this totally wasn't human. What was it? Local lore says it could be this, you know, and start to move forward from that. And we've had pl- plenty of those cases that go weird. The, um, the cemetery Bigfoot one was really scary for me because that's something I never want to run into. Bigfoot? Cemetery Bigfoot? Yes. Yeah, Anna, that's a great one. No, oh man, don't uh so I was yeah, it was behind the camera. Out with those noises. I like because I like to pretend in my head when something's going off the the train tracks, you know, like off the rails, that it's not really happening and we're gonna find the person trying to spook us after. <laughs> mm-hmm. But not when you're on top of a mountain in a graveyard that no one visits and you summon you do a what was it, a spell that yes. that we were trying to do to summon the Bigfoot or something. I, uh, I actually think it was something? just Bigfoot calls. Yeah. So yeah. um <laughs> it was, Aaron and I were behind the cameras we're filming this. And um, Ty and the other investigators are doing these Bigfoot calls and, you know, clacking rocks and and hitting hitting trees. And um, we heard what sounded like a coyote, but it was like um, not a coyote. It was like a coyote adjacent. It was was so scary because the coyote adjacent thing, it is scary because before we started, one of the investigators told us straight up they're you know bigfoot are known to mimic uh nature sounds but it will sound off it'll sound warble oh it's God. like someone trying to do an impression of something in nature to get you distracted um which i thought was bizarre in its own right and i was like okay how do people know these things you know like i just throwing that out there and then everyone started doing like the the rhythmic clacking on the trees that they're supposed to do and these really loud calls that they've been taught by professional squatchers, I think is the term for it. Um, and this warbled coyote started, quote unquote, calling back to us and it just wasn't quite right. And it was long and it lasted for a long, long time. Um, and it was just not, all there like that you you couldn't make it go away because it was just like that's a coyote doing vibrato you know like with yeah. his throat and <laughs> oh, it's wow. like that's not something i've seen on discovery channel you know so it i am out here with something pretending to be an animal and that sounds very horrifying based on how far away we are from the car my favorite so, part about that was like we heard it like the investigators all pause. I literally grabbed the other camera woman's arm. Like I was going to, like we were going to run away and get away from this, this creature that could very much outrun us if we even tried. But yeah, we were, we were, everyone was in a uh, moment before uh, flight or fright. Fr- wait, what is it? Flight or fight fright. Or flight, baby. Fight or flight. flight. You're going to fight him or you're going to fight or flight. Off. Okay, there we go. Fright (laughs) works too. Good. Well, you know. (laughs) Fright. I would be very afraid of coyote acapella on a mountain. Coyote acapella is weird. Coyote's already bad enough because you're so far away from the car. But a coyote, something that's almost a coyote is somehow way worse. And yeah. Especially after that bit of information you received right before. And you were like. Right before. So you knew. You knew. Fresh in the brain. Being like, this doesn't sound quite like a coyote. Oh, yeah, remember that thing? Like, it would have been almost too cheesy to cut there in the episode and go back to it and be like, 45 minutes earlier, like a SpongeBob. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I think for me, like, in the the least expected of places, as far as, like, things beyond ghosts that we've we've encountered, at Belvoir Winery, we were in i think it was the nursing home and this is like an abandoned building like it is is dark hmm. and um i was uh we were fortunate enough to investigate with dustin perry and we were um walking down the hallway and we came to this room we both kind of looked at each other and we were like ah, we really don't want to go in there and so he looked and it was like <laughs> it makes me sound insane but okay have you all seen space balls yes yes a classic. okay so, you know, the little alien that comes out and does the dance? Yeah. <laughs> I shit you not. This little fucker looked like that. Like, like, it, like it, in, in my, in my brain, it was like this little T-Rex alien creature, like came out and ran around his legs and then darted off. And, Absolutely not. Right? Like, <laughs> done. And he, like, I'm all ready. set. 
Uh, he jumped. He jumped too because he saw yes. something fly by yes, his feet. So yeah, yeah. It if was. He, it if he would have danced up. instead of ran, I feel like he would have had a you know a different experience. You might yeah, he might have danced along. Right, but the running action part's a little terrifying. Yeah, and what it's is just, that? Yeah, I don't know. And like maybe we spooked it because it, it was it was almost like you know when you um, uh, surprise a cat and it darts around your feet and then exits. Are you sure it wasn't a cat? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was really dark. I guess I, I guess I can't confirm that, but um, I, I don't think there was truly anything physical there. Yeah, yeah is the best yeah. I can say to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting chills. I yeah. know it's, it's, it's all spooky stuff. It's the inhuman things that scare me the most. I think. Um. So yeah, I also didn't realize that. Bigfoot does a, a mimic sort of thing, which that's news to me, and I'm absolutely terrified now. <laughs> yeah, once I learned that, I was like, I've heard a lot of weird things in the woods at night. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it's one of those things where going into the Bigfoot experience, I was like, well, that's fine because Bigfoot's not real. And I'm like, how can I say that as a paranormal investigator? You know, like if ghosts are real, I'm why am I willing to draw the line at a giant, you know, somewhat I don't know, like extinct uh made up uh phantasmal hairy beast? You know, like I, I you can't just pick and choose what you've decided is paranormal. So when I've decided that this is True. going to be real and then it's, you know, 35 to 40 feet away into the woods it was too real all of a sudden so <laughs> a lot of paradigm shifting for me that night yeah <laughs> any ghostly encounters that have been particularly <laughs> frightening or exciting exciting for me um i always go back to one case um it was right after we swapped anna out on camera uh so she didn't get to see it um, i was so mad girl all she wanted was some good paranormal activity that's all she wanted that day and it just anywhere we moved anna on camera the paranormal activity happened some like in the other spot it was just not happening for her that day but what we were able to do um and i'm trying to i'll try to compress this because it's a long story but it's in i think it's the end of season four right anna or season five yep. so season four season four um uh, we went back to a place called the mill agent house um because chip coffee um who we met with before the show um did a psychic reading on the house and said that the first time that we were there um there was a man um who was trying to connect with us and we missed him so that was already kind of chilling. Um, and actually, one of our camera women's one of her first paranormal experiences being in in that house, or, I mean, happened in that house, I should say, where she heard someone walking towards the door and dragging their foot behind them um, to the mm -hmm. room that we were in. Scary That's as creepy. hell, right? Mm -hmm. Elevates it when Chip Coffee uh, tells you that the man that you're looking for has an injured leg and walks with a limp. Stop. Um, and Aster. we were too scared to talk to him the first yeah. time, you know, like, cause yeah. like there was someone walking towards a room and Chip is like, this is the guy you're looking for. So we go back to it. Um, the, the other part of the weird timing um, thing that you guys need to know is that I was very, very close with my grandmother and she had passed away a year before this investigation. Um, and the only thing that I wanted from her estate um, was her Bible because um, it had all of her notes in it. Like, it, mm. like we would just do a little, like, Bible study, you know, like, in the morning when I spend the night. And just, like, she wanted to teach me about everything that Jesus had to offer. And, like, just all anywhere that there was blank space in that Bible has her handwriting in there. And I just really wanted that handwriting. Mm. Um, but when the matriarch passed away, like, the, my family got really awful. Um, and so everything, instead of letting it be loved, went into storage. So flash forward to a year now, we're talking with Chip Coffee. No one knows this, but the night before we're talking with Chip, um, my family, my extended family released the Bible to me. And that was just going to be a precious little thing that I had. You know, like no one needs to know until Chip tells us that um, the only thing the spirit wants is he's been here for close to 200 years and he just wants someone to pray with him. And it started firing off in my head, you know, of just like 
the universe is being real weird that the one thing that I would use to pray with someone mm-hmm. was released the night before I was supposed uh, to be told to do this thing and we're leaving in two days to go do it. So I brought it with me. I kept it, you know, low profile of like, this isn't like, you can't go into an investigation and like will something to happen. You can just bring as many tools as you can and hope, you know, like you're prepared. So we did everything we could this time to will something to happen, you know, like to make the spirit come and talk to us because we were so ready and we had a mission Nothing happened until um, we were getting ready to leave. We did a last-ditch effort of, you know, had great evidence the whole night. And we asked everything that did connect with us, can you please reach out and find the, uh, the spirit Samson? Um, because our friend Chip told us that he believes that um, he is not, he doesn't deserve hell, but doesn't believe that he deserved heaven because he was an African-American man living in the 1800s. And so like that broke my heart. Um, And so it's the end of the night and we're doing everything that we can to try to reach out to the spirit. And one of our meters in another room starts going off and then another meter in another room starts going off. And then all of our meters start going off at the same time leading us towards this wardrobe. And so um, part of the team stayed back and it was me and Carol approached the wardrobe and I just had this, amazing feeling inside of my stomach that like something was about to go really really right um so i opened up to the lord's prayer you know my grandmother's handwriting is all right there and i was reading i read the lord's prayer all the way through and then i kept going because it felt right and then ash said a prayer and of her own for these spirits while everything was going off and as i wound up or finished reading it and ash finished uh, saying her prayer everything kind of slowed to a stop and oh, sorry, I get a little emotional at this part because Ash said the words, um, you do, anyone who hears these words, or I think of something like that, anyone who hears these words, it's deserving of heaven, be free. And when she said be free, everything stopped in the room and I felt him gone. Oh my gosh. Like, that was the thing. So it's like not the most frightening thing, but yeah. obviously the the best ghost experience I may ever have. It's making me a little emotional. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was rough. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. It was something. It it was, uh, it was knowing that having done this for eight years now, if that's all that I do, it's still worth it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We are not new to the emotional, um, (laughs) investigation. So, (laughs) It's a it's a treat when it sneaks up on you like that. It yeah. really is. <laughs> just say, yeah. <laughs> I Thank just, you for I sharing for that because, story. Uh, she was, oh, absolutely, you guys. Absolutely. Um, when we left, Anna was cleaning up because she wasn't on that shift of the investigation. And what she got was like the camera people coming down, crying. The investigators were just like a <laughs> blubbering mess, you know. And it, it was nice that it's like everyone just didn't do a thing. They just kept rolling the cameras and it was it. They captured it all, you know. So it's like mm-hmm. this on the show. It's a really authentic, long, long, non-edited moment because it just yeah. played out and it's really cool to be able to have that that chunk of i guess ghost experience to be like watch you know like Mm -hmm. it's not all scary and in fact when you start to really understand it a lot of it isn't scary anymore yeah i can't wait to watch that i know oh yeah let me know what you think too you know like if you like the the long play out of it or whatever i think it's it's weird to see a you know, up until then, a very edited show just stop editing for about I think like twelve minutes, and that that's it. Yeah. So it's it's a neat it's a neat thing to have captured, I think. Amazing. But I'll get Anna. Bring us back up, uh, <laughs> <I'm> not- <laughs> dude. There's nothing that tops <laughs> that. I will say, you know, from the outside, <laughs> since I wasn't there. Um, but looking at it from the outside, and um, you know from a like even just a production standpoint like you make such a great point about the editing that comes into like the paranormal tv world or video world you know um there's a lot that you can assume like there's a lot that editing can make you assume when you are filming the paranormal yeah but um as much as we have experienced as much as we've done in in eight years i um 
that moment is is really one of one of our highlights and you know it's funny they say memory is is not exact it's not a recording and the way Ty expresses the story and what I see when I rewatch the episodes because I definitely rewatch the episodes because I'm that person <laughs> um, it's all the same and and it, to me that tells me how profound that moment truly was for everybody that was there and that is it's just incredible and we're so lucky like and you guys are like everybody is so lucky to be able to like be in this incredible world and experience these incredible things mm-hmm. if their minds are open to it yep. and I, I just find that wonderfully exciting yeah absolutely agree. that's incredible that you got to capture that very authentic real moment on camera yeah. and we're um, excited to watch it everybody needs to go watch it after hearing that everybody needs to watch this yeah our listeners are also crying right now <laughs> yeah i'm sorry yeah it, no yeah, that one that one gets me it I was at a convention with Chip after this happened because when it happened, I called him, you know, obviously, and was just like, I don't know how to, we have to get the footage to you because explaining it won't work, Chip. And he uh, he called me up at this um, from the crowd to retell the story with him. And it was the first time either of us had done it. And I don't know wow. if you guys saw that little like uh, single man tear that welled up a little bit there is like years <laughs> of trying to like not get emotional during that story but so for the first retelling of it with chip we were messes and i don't think anyone in the audience even understood what we were saying because we were just like and then you and then i in it <laughs> it was really bad so i'm glad I, I was able to share that with you guys tonight it means i'm getting better <laughs> storing yes. the places appropriately that's so good it's hard to do putting those memories in boxes sometimes, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. Especially good boxes. I want to know about yeah. you guys though. Like where, where has your favorite paranormal encounter been? Oh gosh. I feel like for me, we just had it in Salem when we were there at the end of August. Um, who I cry when I tell this story, but the listeners heard about this actually last week, but um, we, we did an investigation at the Hawthorne hotel and like, we got some exciting hits, but the real moments happened the next day at Proctor's ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also my favorite. Yeah. So <laughs> ooh, I myself am a medium. I've like known this since I was a child, but I've really been on a journey. Um, and like the last two years working with a mentor and, Uh, trying to be less afraid of my abilities and actually like accept them and and go for it and use them versus like cower and be frightened that people randomly show up in my house who I don't know and no one else sees but you know (laughs) Um, but yeah we went to Proctor's Ledge and we started getting some hits when we first got there Um, and one of the things that happens to me most often is like I get I feel what other people are feeling um so as as this was all kind of playing out I started getting a really bad headache and just chills feeling like anxious scared sick um and it was like someone kept saying I have a message for you I have this message for you and you are not listening to me basically um so and this was the location of the um the hangings yes right yep mm-hmm. yes i'm yeah. sure you guys knew that but for Sorry, anyone yes, who I did it, I, for any listeners damn it, but you're from down there i know i i know anna get it I, together i'm so sorry it's but one yeah of the, one of the alleged places right like because there's a couple that that they had that's that's besides the point i want to hear the story let's go yeah so there there were a few spots but in recent years they've been like this is the one in 2017 put a memorial here and they're like this is where it actually happened okay sweet um i mean it you know there could be something that we find out on the future that says otherwise but for right now they're like this is where it's happened but we're there Someone is like, I have this message for you and you are not listening to me. So they start showing me images and they show me a flag, a Scottish flag, which I'm like, what, what does this even mean? And then the word ancestor pops into my head and I'm like, 
there's no way this person is an ancestor, right? And we got confirmation that it was an ancestor who was there um, during the hangings. Um, So now I've been kind of like diving into genealogy and trying to work that far back. But when I got home, I spoke with my medium and I go into these things with her, not really telling her anything, just seeing like what she picks up on. And she told me, um, you came in touch with two ancestors while you were there, one of which looks just like you. Um, (laughs) And yeah, it was it was very, very emotional. Um, So it. Yeah, I mean, I cried there. I've cried many times since. It's just, I, I feel what this ancestor felt like when all of this was going on. She was actually a witch. Um, so, yeah, really, really tough, yeah. but and exciting Alyssa's, at the same time to be validated very- and hoping to find it actually in history. So working on that now, but that, that'll cool. be the part. That's really cool. Yeah. And Alyssa is a very <laughs> stoic person. Like she, though she's emotional, she like, she's usually keeping it together. So to witness how much she was affected in that moment and the fact that she's a friend I met in Austin, Texas, and here she is visiting me where I'm from. And she has this crazy connection while we're all together was like, it was insane <laughs> and amazing. That's the good stuff there. Yeah. And the wildest thing, too, was that before, like, I said ancestor, I was so sick, like, sick to my stomach. My head was just, like, pounding. It was a little and bit the pale. I said ancestor, it all went away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was it. Like, this is what she was trying to tell me. And I was not listening, basically. But as yeah, soon as I said that, it was like... I had not been sick two seconds earlier. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, I love that personal confirmation. That's cool. Yeah. Yes. Really crazy. Em, do you have any any favorite moments? Oh God. I mean, in Salem, I just felt peaceful. <laughs> there was, That's there why wasn't you have a to moment move. I felt sick. I slept great every night. I was there. Um, well, how could you not at the Hawthorne Hotel? I mean, well, no, but it was weird because I do have sleep problems, but. For some reason there, I just slept like a baby. It was so strange. The ghosts were just rubbing your back. Probably. <laughs> I think right. so. Maybe, maybe you That's also. five star. Yeah. You returned home in a way, Emily. Well, no, I do love, I mean, I've always loved it up there um, since I was a kid. I went to Salem as a kid and did all the witch stuff and fell absolutely obsessed with it. But there's something to be said about Salem and like all three of us. I think we... Like, I don't know. I feel like we all fell in love again there and we fell in love with the town. So true. We reconnected. So it was a really special trip for sure. You got a real Sanderson sister vibe going on. We do. Yeah. We really (laughs) do. Are we right or are we right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about you guys approaching Salem and why wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Yeah. Someone lit a candle and the It was a big virgin. Bring them in from Austin instead of the hell. So. Yeah. yeah. It does get hot in Austin. So. I was going to say, right. I mean, Austin, hell. Texas has been hellish, honestly, with all of the all of the fun decisions they've been making lately. So. I oh, wasn't okay. true there. I, I wasn't it can't be avoided. Like, <laughs> no, for seriously, though. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. That. Speaking of that. We agree big time. But yeah, I feel like we were all brought there for a reason. I... I now know that I like lived a past life there. So I'm sure that the three of us did. And there's like a reason that we felt so connected we, to we that. Could grass, be so. We were homies in the sisters. 1600s. It probably we were. Do you guys, this like, I, what I see is like the craft, but like in like Puritan clothing for you guys standing on top of like a big mound. So Do I have a photo right for you? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Kylie just did a, a photo shoot as a, a Puritan gone bad. It's very cool. So. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, love yeah. that. In, it's not, but like in the classy way of like yes, gone absolutely. bad. You know, like we're yes. not talking. You know, it's safe for work. She, you should. She's not naughty, but she yeah, is. But she is. 
different. Yes. Isn't that yeah. the best way to be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the baddest way to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing but a bad witch. I follow a TikTok account that it is a bad Puritan woman who's like, she's known about town for showing an ankle from time to time. Yeah. And she kills me. <laughs> I love it. This whole channel is just that. And it's so good. That is so funny. She's like, I've. I went on a romp yesterday and followed Goody Proctor into the forest. And you know what? I wasn't chaperoned. I have seen this TikTok. <laughs> it's this. amazing. It's so good, right? Please send this to me. I need this in my soul. I know. I need to go follow. That's very cool, though. I mean, like, it gives me a little... I got to fan myself. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ooh, those pearls. Huh. <laughs> Honey. All right. Oh well, we can talk about something a little maybe less sexy. I don't know. Maybe it is sexy to you guys, but we want to hear um, since you've been on so many investigations, what are some of your favorite tools and like practices and protection practices for going into investigations? Our listeners love to hear about all those kinds of things. And we and love protests. You know, it's, it's, it's just as sexy. I was going to say definitely as sexy. Okay, well, sorry, sorry to keep it going, but Calm down, yeah. y'all. Keep the fire yeah, alive. I've been talking quite a bit. Why don't you uh, take this one away? God, we do. Um, we do a lot of different stuff. I think um, watching. So Ty and I both utilize um, different divination systems. So mm. he uses Nordic runes, and I use Oum staves. Wow. And I I love that because like Ty and I are are very similar people, but almost like the opposite, and so it kind of um, feels the same with, with these divination s- systems where they're, they're so close, but very different. And um, I think that has become one of my favorite things to not only watch like as a viewer, but to experience um, as Ty is doing these readings and, and connecting with the spirits through these runes. Mm-hmm. Um, it really creates like this different way to talk to the spirits and um different than you know honestly what's out there um so that's a big one as far as protection goes i i in the uh episodes that aired last week i did we did a protection circle around the fire with um herbs yeah yeah with casting herbs um because i get paranoid about burning things sometimes (laughs) um she does I love a good candle in a tinderbox house, and Anna is, is the smart one that makes me put it out. So, <laughs> only been here uh, since the 1700s. Wood couldn't be drier. Let's light the tea candles, Ty. Yeah, no, Anna's the one you should listen to when it comes to bring that in. Um, yep. So yeah, I did. Um, I did a mix of um different herbs. So, um, always uh rosemary, lavender, um, rose petals. I wanted to keep the circle um full of light and hope you know just really good feelings because um in the hinsdale house it does tend to pull so much out of you and when in my experience the first time there um i was feeling really good and i think i was about i was really the only person there uh the first time we had been who didn't like get eaten by the house so I wanted I to bring a little bit of that. Right? You weren't yeah. just the only one who didn't. You were the lone survivor. There was just Anna. So mm-hmm. yeah. I won. <laughs> no big deal. Um, but so I wanted to bring some of that joy. Um, so like calendula leaves, you know, that bright yellow. Um, and then uh, if I have um, if I have the leaves or the bark from specific trees in the OM uh, collection, I'll include those. So if I'm, yeah. if I'm working, um, if I'm looking to really connect with my uh, inner power and magic, um, I'll use willow for the protection I used. Um, I included some of the symbols, um, ash, rowan, and, and another one that, um, you know, evoke psychic protection. Ash was used in um, shields, you know, when... Um, Back in the day, back in the day, you know, <laughs> which, which was ancient Yeah, yeah. Last week I made a shield, though. Um, but you know, things like that's really. Um, and then it's just like putting a lot of like my energy into it and saying, you know, this is my intention here. This is what we're setting and creating that boundary. Um, my God, yeah, so we've there's... never done that. It's cool too, Anna, because when you <laughs> do it, in it... that's okay. There are times that we don't do it either. Honestly, it's. <laughs> 
Sometimes you just got to go in. No, I'm just what? sitting here like trying to take notes. I'm like, okay. We've been Next raw time. dogging it this whole time. And I know. It explains a lot. <laughs> we need to see a doctor. That. It's been bad. Sometimes you just need to do a, a good psychic wash after. Uh, yeah. You know, and make sure you didn't, nothing stuck. So. We got a cleanse. A good yeah, wash. A yeah. real cleanse. Yeah, that's it. Quick oh my gosh, sorry, Speaking of cleanses, so y'all, I, I don't know. I haven't gotten to tell the ghouls about this yet, or maybe I have and I haven't, the listeners haven't heard this yet. But while I was in Salem, I had at the time what I thought was a dream, but now it seems like maybe an astral projection where this man attacked me because I was a witch. He like strangled me. I woke up in the morning. I had a sore throat. I had a bruise on my back. But when I got back and I talked to my medium about it, she drew this man like, com- like I didn't tell her anything about what he looked like. Drew him, said, was this him? I said, yes, it was. Fast forward to um, like two weeks after I had had this conversation with her. We were supposed to meet again. I was running late and she was like, it's not an issue. I have something very important that I need to tell you. Um, so I'm like, Oh God, uh, what is this pertaining to? Okay. This seems like kind of urgent because she so never ominous. really says things like that. I'm, I'm like so invested right now. I get on the call with her and she's like, did you know that this other person in your class just got back from Salem? And I was like, oh no, I had no idea that they were there. And she said, well, when I was doing a reading with her, the same man was coming through and um, I was like, were you just in Salem? And my classmate said, yes, I was just in Salem. Why? So my medium was like, I recognize this man and he is pissed off at you too. But now he is attached to my classmate. And my medium thinks that we had both lived in Salem and were in a coven together. And this man is like putting two and two together because when he saw my medium again he was like wait how do you know both of these <laughs> evil women who <laughs> were just in Salem evil basically <laughs> so this my dude medium needs to get over himself yeah Damn. He's, he's it's pissed. been a hot century or four yeah. Or so, <laughs> yeah. Like, let's so relax and he but, yeah, traveled he's still, far still pissed at us and so she wants to do a cleansing of myself and my classmate because he is like really attached to my classmate and I guess I was like able to kind of fight it off, but it's it's not been the same. He's like really attached, so he's a promise. Yeah, a cleansing is to come, but pretty cleansing pretty crazy stuff. A real nice, I find this not magical, or maybe it is a really nice stern verbal affirmation works wonders too. To literally do what we just did, where you're like, hi. It might sound rude, but you're really not invited here. In fact, yeah. you need to go back to your own century type mm-hmm. of thing. You know, like that. <laughs> yeah. That works out <laughs> from time to time. Yeah. So yeah. Like, Dude, yeah. it's not. I have a cell phone. And we're not even going to talk right. about magic right now. Like, move <laughs> along. Right. We're not compatible at, in the least. No. You need See, to get, get Stefan. Oh, yeah. we. I say that all the time. So that is my form of protection, I guess. That, See? You're doing yeah. it on your own. I I'm do. not compatible. Okay. Yeah, I'm yep. done. Mm-hmm. No, yep. yeah, you're all good. I don't want it. I know how to <laughs> yeah. say no. no. Thank you. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe he, Alyssa. Maybe he realized you were married once he. Yeah, he saw, saw, he he saw like, the oh, ring. I don't yeah. think he wants to be married to me. I think he really hates me. Um, but he maybe well, afraid he to kill me. So he He's probably tall. thinks that you know a man has is taking care of this one. Good. I'll go. I'll go <laughs> deal with the one. Right. Who oh. isn't following her husband. Yeah. Yeah. He's angry. Could you and ugly. imagine living back then? Like, besides just being bored, imagine being righteous. <laughs> I couldn't. Right? Oh my, my, my embroidery would be on point. That's true. <laughs> Needlework would never be better. That's I would That's imagine true. the biceps I would have in it from just churning so much butter <laughs> all the time. But to have that confidence when you have yellow black teeth, like how are you serving it up Come on. how are you pointing a finger at someone and be like they need to die like, yeah, you yeah. smell because you bathe like once a month like, and there's right. no refrigeration hello right. no, no sir oh, no. you don't 
let's talk about bathing once a month. You bathe when the moon turns orange. Like, that is the signal there. It could happen twice this month. It might not happen at all. It just... Oof. Am I right? God, no. Yeah. Uh, this honey. is a visual I was not expecting this evening. The times, the times they were stinky. They were. But... Yeah. Well, we'll we'll end on something not stinky, which is maybe some some of your favorite moments from the current season that our listeners can kind of get excited about some some teasers. So absolutely. Um, one of my favorite things that Ann and I got to do um, was we wanted to understand the Hinsdale house stripped away from like the 50 years of other people's cool stories being, you know, working like telephone to really heighten an already hugely haunted house, you know? So, um, Hannah and I went to the local library and we just tore through microfiche from 1974 because we had Clara's journal. Clara Dandy used to live in the Mm -hmm. house with her family. So we had the journal um, that she kept saying that on this date we were interviewed. And so I searched for all kinds of newspapers to see uh, where that story was and we freaking found it in 1974 we found the the newspaper article that broke the case on the Hinsdale house and it listed off every very haunted house but you're able to strip away all these other things you know that have come from the past 50 years of storytelling and be like cool that's not what she said and that's not what she said and that's not what the reporter said and you had just like a tangible document to be like it is haunted or in the 70s they thought it was haunted by this and that historical moment just like just blew my mind it was that's so insane cool. that's super uh, paranormally uh God knows what happened with those Estes methods, Anna. (laughs) So, yeah, there was a couple really good moments. Um, So uh, the one the one moment that really meant a lot to me, we created a um, a sigil board. So we created a sigil with our intention to meet the Hinsdale house as it is. So we burned that into a board. And then what we did was actually connected us each. We each took. a different colored string and connected ourselves to the board. And then I built a crystal grid on that. And we held an Estes method session and had a conversation with the spirit. And it um, came at a moment where I was like done with this investigation. You know, it had been like, I don't know. I was feeling a lot of emotions. Who doesn't? Um, and I was just like, it's like, this isn't happening. This isn't going to work. We're not going to have a season. And we sat down and I reconnected with our intention with the house and we connected with something. And that was incredible. Um, but one of the biggest moments of the season, um, Ty was looking into a scrying mirror and we're pretty sure like connected with an ancient spirit of some kind. Um, no definition there. Uh, it, it was, it was trippy. I don't know that I'm, I'm still wrestling. Like I am genuinely wrestling with that moment because, and I just rewatched it today. It's, it's something incredible. I mean, like Ty, I I don't know how you did it. it. It's weird because I, Anna knows I don't like to be the spotlight when it's Matt or generally ever, but like when it's magically based, I get really in my head about it. But I had this intuition of like this work last time. Um, I know the path and we need that extra information right now. And the only way that I can describe what it was like was like when I when it worked and I was looking at this thing and it was giving answers of like what was the core of this house. It it was in, it was weird in the way of like. I was holding on to reality like you would if you stuck your head outside of a car window on the highway. Like, I remember, like, it was really, I don't know what the word for it. It was very strange to watch the footage back and understand how quiet and calm it kind of was. It was still chaotic, but in mm-hmm. my mind, it was like there were warning bells going off. There was just, you know, sirens. It was loud and it was it was massively chaos. But in the footage, it's just me yelling random visual words that I see, you know? And it was, it was weird because I really feel like I saw what the house wants to present itself like. And that was a very, very strange moment for for the rest of the night for me and the rest of the investigation to kind of be like 
where's that guy? <laughs> where's he sneaking <laughs> off to now? He's sneaky. That's a sneaky one for sure. This is so exciting. I cannot wait to watch the rest of your episodes. And I I think everybody else should get on board because these stories have me reeling. Is it okay if I binge it tonight? Yeah. Oh my God. Binge it all. Okay. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes. I have, you have my blessing, my permission. (laughs) Thank Um, you, Anna. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) And y'all, let let everyone, oh, sorry, Kai. Let everyone know where we can find y'all on social media and and all things. <laughs> Absolutely. So we are at uh, youtube.com slash hauntmeofficial. Um, that's just where we ask you to subscribe if you like the show because it's completely free. Um, our website is haunt-me.com. A bunch of really cool magic stuff um, and other uh, cool things that you can buy from Anna in there. Um, and our handles are just at haunt me official on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, mostly handled by Anna. So if you want to talk to Anna, hit her up online. She's there. Oh, we love it. I know I'm our social media lady, so I'm always like, yep. you don't, you guys don't have to message me on my personal and over here. Cause I got you when you talk to me on the ghouls. Okay. I got you. Yep. Oh, well, it. this was seriously so fun. Y'all thank you for coming. Um, yeah, I know I'm going to be binging. I'm sure everyone listening is going to be binging because they can't get enough of all things spooky. So thank yes. you all so much. Thank, thank you. For the you. This was an absolute joy. We are headed to our uh, third episode airing and live stream in 15 minutes. So oh, this, was, this is good. Yeah. Oh, my so gosh. Feel free, feel free well, to join in, you guys. Celebrate. Oh. Wrap yes. it up just on time. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got Ritz crackers ready to go. <laughs> Gonna keep me going until we hit nine o'clock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.